0: Thank you, Jesus. Looking forward to Tuesday night. Great night of fellowship and food. So we encourage you to come bring family with you. Friends, we even encourage people to bring their enemies. So if you have enemies, bring them with you too. Amen. There's a little girl that was... Uh, had gotten dressed for Sunday service and she had gotten dressed in her best and she was running as fast as she could trying not to be late and as she ran she prayed dear Lord please don't let me be late dear Lord please don't let me be late and she kept running praying and all of a sudden she tripped over a curb and fell and tore her clothes up and dirtied her uh, soiled what she had on and she got back up she brushed herself off and she took off running again she said dear lord don't let me be late but please don't shove me <laughs> Amen I I hope you don't feel like anybody's shoving you today but I do I feel the nudge of the holy ghost in this place it's saying you know if you just draw close to me I can do something really great in your life Amen I want you to go with me back to the book of first peter chapter 10 Verse number, verse chapter 5, verse number 10. If you go to chapter 10, you're not in the right Bible. It's like that preacher that said he was going to preach about lying, and he wanted everybody to prepare for his sermon next Sunday. He said, I want you all to read the 17th chapter of Mark. So they all went home. They came back the next service, and he got up and he said, How many of you read the 17th chapter of Mark? They all raised their hand. He said, I'm preaching to you because there isn't no 17th chapter of Mark. So I'm not trying to pull any tricks on you. I just got dyslexia. for 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 10. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus... After that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. I will tell you what, that verse is so chock full of good stuff. I don't even know if we can explore it all. And I tell you again today, I feel like. I'm trying to dip up the ocean in a teacup. Every time I try to get a little bit in, I I, I realize all that I've left out. But I do feel like the Holy Ghost is trying to nudge us to a deeper understanding of what grace really is. More than that, I feel especially this morning that God would like to deepen our appreciation for what His grace is at work doing in all of us. And I'm thankful for that. I want to talk to you for a few more moments today about the ministry of grace. The ministry of grace. Everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I don't want to go back and recount everything, but I do want to remind you today that, It is our purpose and our desire to explore a depth of the grace of God that we might not consider um, in just our casual reading. I love to think about God's grace, but more than that, I am thankful that I have experienced God's grace. That unmerited favor that undeserved kindness, his uncoerced initiative toward me. You see, and I mentioned this before, but we have always made grace about us and how it relates to us, but in reality, grace is a word about God. It is a word about his inescapable extravagant, uh, lavish care and concern toward you and I as individuals. It's the demonstration of God's love in action toward us in our lives on a daily basis. It's God moving heaven and earth to save sinners. It's God robbing Uh, all of, of the riches of heaven to pour out upon you and I so that our lives can be made better. It involved God robing himself in flesh and descending into our hell so that we could one day enjoy his heaven. I'm thankful for the grace of God today. I am thankful that I have experienced the grace of God. And every day that I live, I am more and more aware of just how precious it is and how truly amazing His grace is. It is grace that has saved me. It is grace that has kept me. But more than that, it is grace that is making me what I ought to be and what I should be. Grace is simply what God wants to do in my life to make me a better person. That in spite of all of my weaknesses and in spite of my twisted and warped personality and in spite of my setbacks and my many adversities, God is working in my life to bring a better man out of me and a better woman out of you if you're a lady in the house today. That is what grace is up to today. It is on an errand to help us get to a better place. In our text, we have read today about A a grace that is all-encompassing. I love the word all. Every, every kind, every shape, every form. All grace. God of all grace. Every kind of grace that is needed. He uh, expends on you and I. And uh, he gives to us. In another chapter of this same book. Peter talked about the manifold grace of God. The word manifold comes from a word that means motley or multicolored or variegated or of various shades and colors. The grace of God is like... A diamond that's held in the sun. And every way you turn it and every way you look at it. You see a different hue and a different beauty displayed. And all of that God has done for us. He has expended toward us. Angels don't need grace but humans need grace. And I'm thankful that he has poured out his grace abundantly upon us. And His grace is even working here today in this place. Amen. Grace is defined, I love this, as the divine influence upon my life. Amen. It's that divine influence that keeps Impressing and pressing and pushing and nudging and urging and provoking and reminding and encouraging that you're better than that. You were not made to live in that manner. You were not made to be depressed. You weren't made to be defeated. You weren't made to be the tail. You were made to be the head. You were not made to be under, but you were made to live above. That's what the grace of God is doing in our life today. It is that divine influence that hovers over our lives and said, hey, listen, you're better than that. I Created you for greater things than that. Amen. Aren't you thankful that there's an influence over you right now? Amen. That's, and it's not, it's not the economy. It's not a, a political party. Aren't you thankful? I'm gonna, I'm gonna just hit all bases today. Aren't you thankful that the influence over your life is the grace of God? It is that concern about God that wants to help me get to a better place. And irregardless of the circumstances that I am living in or I am surrounded by, I can live in a desert and be blessed. And God said, I will make the rose to flourish and I will make the desert to become a beautiful garden. That's what God can do for you and I when we understand the powerful influence of that grace upon us. Every day that we live, it is hovering. It's rooted in his provision, whatever. All grace. All grace. Everybody say that with me. All grace. Look at your neighbor and say, what do you not understand about all that I might help encourage you with today? All grace. Every kind of provision and all the things that are needed to help me. The remedy for God for my life is to give me the aid and the assistance that I need to become what he has created me to be. And that is his grace working in my life. Every day that I live, it's there nudging me and talking to me. And Peter draws together this perfecting work of God's grace and he tries to sum it up in three powerful words and three powerful statements. He talks about uh, the, 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 the ministry that grace does in our life. It, it settles us. It strengthens us. It establishes us. It makes us perfect. What a great, great ministry that God has for us. We talked last week about the Ministry of making perfect word comes from a, a a term that was used in the realm of fishermen and that was of the mending of nets it's it 's the putting back together of those broken pieces in our life that has caused loss and has not allowed us to, to, to experience and enjoy the gains that we have made or we should have made in life because of these gaping holes and so many things that can cause that to happen in a person's life. But what I, what I went away from last Sunday's service so impressed of the Holy Ghost by was that the ministry of grace is given for the purpose Of resurrecting in my life a hope of a better future that no matter what I've been through, no matter how tough life has been, no matter how many tears I've cried, no matter what I've experienced, no matter how many heartbreaks I've been through, that God is working to put those pieces back together in my life so that I will not continue to lose things out of my life, that I will be able to maintain them and that God is actually prepared me for a future promise and a future purpose because you don't repair nets that are not going to be used again and you don't repair a life that you don't have a purpose for in the future. If God didn't have a purpose for me, he would have just taken that piece of clay and thrown it over to the junk pile and gotten another piece. But when he saw the imperfection, the Bible said it was marred in the potter's hands he just pushed it down, crushed it back into its original form, and he started all over again and made it another vessel. Aren't you thankful that when flaws show up in our life, God didn't say, oh, uh-oh, that was a mistake. Uh-oh, that, that, let's, let's just take that one off. Mark, put an X by that one right there. Put on that pew back there, that, that's a lost cause. Aren't you thankful that grace doesn't do that? That even when there's flaws in our life, God works to try to put those things back together and harmonize our life. So that our life is producing the kind of sound that it ought to, a sound of praise and thanksgiving. And so one of the great ministries of mercy or grace is to heal our brokenness. But I want to go to the next one real quickly and I hope I can get through I have a lot to written down. I don't know if it really needs to all be said, but the next ministry of grace that he mentions is that he said grace will establish you. The word is sterizo, and it it means to set fast, to turn resolutely in a certain direction. The underlying Understanding is that there has been instability in that situation or in that life and grace works in my life to eradicate that instability and put me in a place where I become unmovable, where I become Founded where I am turned in a direction that will lead me to my divine purpose and I am fixed firmly so that I can accomplish what God put me on this earth to accomplish. And it, it, it goes on to mean to cause a person to be able to keep their place. To keep their place. It means to be kept intact And it literally means, and I love this, it means to cause or to make to stand or to keep one on his feet. Now, Peter knew what he was talking about. Because if you go back to his early experience with Christ, the Lord tried to reveal to him some things about himself that... Peter just could not embrace. Peter was just like a lot of us. He saw himself in a different light than he really was, and he had a lot of good intentions, and he had a lot of of, of good things that he had he said he was going to do. But when the pressure was on, he melted away. He and even Jesus foretold this. He said. Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Jesus said, I have prayed for you. That literally means I have stood up for you. I have stood up for you. When you couldn't stand up for yourself, I stood up for you. That's what grace does in your life, in my life. When we don't even have the strength to stand on our own, grace comes into us and into our lives and helps keep us on our feet. In one terminology it says it is a prop. It is in reference to a prop. Something that is put up there to keep the wall from tottering and falling down. And that's what the grace of God does in my life and your life on a daily basis. It comes along when life re- knocks us for a blow and we're reeling. Grace reaches around us and stabilizes us. And says, oh, hold on, hold on. And it keeps us on our feet. And Jesus said, I have prayed for you. I stood up for you. But this is the best part. He said, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. The same word, strengthen, that is used there is the same word here in Peter's writing in First Peter the word establish it means strengthen the same word and literally what it means is that grace will stand up for you until you can stand up for yourself don't you ever let the devil tell you that because you fail you're a failure or because you got knocked down you're not worth anything I'm here to tell you that grace is working right now to get you back up and say, hey, come on, you got feet under you. God gave you those feet for a purpose. He didn't give them to you so they'd be sticking up in the air. He gave them to you so they'd be planted on the ground. And I'm going to help you stand until you can stand on your own. You ever seen a parent with a child first learning how to walk? You get those little fingers out there and those wobbly legs. And we're so excited, man, come on, baby, come on, baby. I don't think there's a parent in here or a grandparent especially that would let go and just say, all right, make it. Come on, you got legs, come on, make them work. And when it falls down, say, man, you loser. What do you do? You get them back up and say, oh, come on. That's what grace does. Grace helps keep us on our feet, even when we're a little wobbly. And I'm talking to some people in here that are wobbly right now. You, you listen to me. The word, the root word of this word, establish in the Greek, has a word that, that has healing at its core. It actually is talking about a form of healing. The first one was a healing of the external, the broken arm, the broken limb, the net that's broken. But there's a deeper healing that's needed in our life. And that's when grace heals that inner man inside of us. Because you can be healed on the outside and still be broken on the inside. And you'll never live a victorious life. You'll live an up and down. You'll be here one weekend and gone the next. You'll be on fire one time and the next time you won't even know how to lift your voice to praise him and grace comes along and said hey I'm going to do more than just heal your outside I want to heal your inside I want to make you whole from the inside out come on let's praise him right now hallelujah 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 I feel that healing ministry of grace in this place right now. There's some people that things happen to them. And though it's gone and it's over, it's not over. Because they still carry the scars internally. You know what I believe? I believe that Peter... Wrestle with his own warped personality. Nobody knew Peter like Peter except Jesus. But you know what? It doesn't matter what God has to say about me. I can talk myself out of it real quick. I can convince myself that I'm not worthy, that I've done too many wrongs, I've gone too far. I failed too severely. I'll never be able to be restored. I'll never be able to be back where I was. You listen to me. God wants to break that. I don't. God doesn't want to get you back where you were. He wants to take you beyond where you were. He doesn't want to just help you get back to some old place. He said, "Hey, there's a world out there you hadn't even experienced in me. Come on, let's go further than that." I'm not interested in God getting me back to where I was. I want him to get me beyond everything and anything I've ever been or hoped to be in my life. And that's what his grace does. It comes alongside and grace undergirds us and holds us up and keeps us on our feet until we can stand on our feet alone. Amen. I don't know about you, but if it hadn't been for grace... I wouldn't have made it through because there's been a lot of things that have rocked me and have shaken me to my core. And though the outside healed, the inside was still hurting. The inside was still damaged. And what happens is if that part of me is not healed, then it's just a matter of time until I repeat the past failure. I fall into the same trap of depression. I fall into the same mode of thinking. That's why you have to be careful who you hang around and who you hang out with and what you fellowship and what you feel your mind full of because that's going to have an influence. And what happens is that we get healed on the outside. We don't have any scars on the outside. The net is mended. But the mentality... The inner man is still broken. And the tragedy is it doesn't matter how healed you are on the outside. If there's not a healing on the inside, you're never going to get beyond where you are right now. And grace comes along and says, hey, come on. I have a remedy for that. I'm going to hold you up. Grace carries us. It holds us. It props us up. Until we can stand on our own. How many of you today are here because of that kind of grace? (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know what? If you've experienced that kind of grace, then you need to be the biggest and best giver of that kind of grace. You know what's amazing to me? people that God has saved from the deepest sin and the worst background and past can become the most critical and judgmental people I've ever seen in my life. Amen. I've seen people that go through life and and and, and, and they've done everything wicked and vile. You could imagine they've done everything in the book and a little bit more and they wrote their own book. And God wiped all that slate clean and washed them and cleansed them and said, you know what? I want you to be my child. I created you for better than that. And then they turn and do not give that kind of grace. They're mean. They're vindictive. They're hard. I don't want that. I'm not trying to be a person that just excuses everything. But I have been given too much help along the way to not want to help somebody else along the way. I would not be here today if it had not been for the help of the Lord. I don't want to stand back and say, "Ah, they're not going to make it. I can't believe they came to the altar again. I can't believe they prayed again. We ought to be, everybody ought to be gathered around and say, come on, that's right. You ought to let the Holy Ghost influence you. That's what the spirit of grace is trying to do. Influence that part of your life and help you become a better person. Ministry of grace is to establish you, to make you unmovable. Amen. To heal you in that inner man. In the midst of your pressures and problems, all that you face, when life shakes you, grace stands there beside you. Amen. It's a healing. I think it's a healing of your self-image. Amen. Because we never usually rise above our self-image. Amen. That's why we keep treating ourselves the way we do. That's why we keep... Thinking about ourselves in the way we do is because our own, the image we have on the inside does not reflect what God has done or tried to do on the outside. The scripture talks about the woman who was healed from the spirit of infirmity. That's the only time I read in the New Testament that Jesus healed a woman that was sick. She was physically sick, but he didn't pray for her Physical healing, he prayed for her spiritual healing. Because as I said earlier, he can heal you physically. But if you're not healed spiritually, you're still a cripple. And I don't want to be a cripple internally. Amen. You know what I've been trying to pray through over? I've been trying to pray through over old mindsets that keep trying to creep back into my life. That want to... That want to hold petty issues and, and and keep agendas and and keep my little list of of the hurts that people have done to me and and the things people have said. I've had to wrestle with that lately. I've had to pray that down in me. I don't want that in my life. I'm a better person than that. And you are a better person than the garbage that sometimes fills your mind about who you are and what you are. I'm telling you by the grace of God, you're an overcomer. And he made you to be an overcomer. And if you'll just let his grace work in your life, it will help nour- Nurture that and bring that to the surface. Amen. Grace not only establishes, but he said the ministry of grace is to strengthen. And I'm going to close. It means to give bodily vigor back to. To make strong in the soul. And to place or set something where it belongs. Amen. To give strength to bear all that life throws at you. To make you capable of overcoming your greatest weakness. To stand up. To cause to stand up. The power to act. This kind of grace is the grace that toughens us. So that we can take it. And keep on going. Amen. Amen. It's the kind of grace that enables us, as the saying goes, to take a licking and keep on ticking. Amen. Now, it's progressive. He first has to heal that outer man, and then he heals that inner man. And then He gives that inner strength. He toughens us. Amen. Amen. So that we can take it and still keep standing. Amen. The devil can throw his very best at us. Boom, boom. And we're still standing. You know what I rejoice when I come to church over? I look out across this congregation and I know what some of you good people have been through. And if it had not been for the grace of God, you'd be filled with bitterness today. But to see you in this place with your hands lifted and praying and praising God, to me, that means that God's grace has done something in you to give you a resilience, that it doesn't matter what the devil throws at you. It doesn't matter what he tries to lob your way. It cannot shake you. It cannot move you because there's an inner strength that allows you to stand and keep on standing and not let the winds blow you away. Stand with me if you will. Amen. Grace. The ministry of grace. The ministry of grace ultimately works to settle us. Amen. Settle us. It'd be great to have some things settled. Amen. To make to make stable, to give a foundation that cannot be shaken. A house, no matter what kind of storm comes, no matter what kind of winds blow, no matter how severe the rains may be, it's unshakable because it's built on a rock. That's grace. That's what grace is working on right now is to put me in the ultimate place that it doesn't matter what hell throws at me. He's still there. He's still worshiping. She's still praying. She's still believing. She's still walking. Amen. She's still overcoming. He still has a smile on His... He still has love and joy. He still has peace. That's beyond understanding. That, my friend, is the ministry. That's what grace is trying to do in all of us. And some of you today, you're here only by that. You're here only because God has smiled at you. And He has given you a standing. He stopped the movement. The shifting. I've been trying to help some of you stop that shifting for a long time. I've been working with some of you for a long, long time. And there's still that unstableness underneath the surface. And grace is working. If I will let it, it's working to steady that. To to cause that to become solid and unmovable Amen Reach over and take somebody by the hand I feel like grace is wanting to minister right now in the name of Jesus Lord whatever it is that we need whatever it is that these people gathered today need that inner healing that healing of the mind that healing of the spirit Lord, I don't want to just be whole on the outside. I want to be whole inwardly. I don't want bitterness to hold on. I don't want anger to find a lodging place. I don't want resentment. I don't want hatred to be a part of my life anymore. God, I can't go back and undo what happened, but I want to live beyond that. I want to get beyond that failure, beyond that mistake. I want You to heal me completely. I want You to minister in my life completely. I want You to restore. I want You to revive. I want You to do a work in my life that will bring me into Your image and into the reflection of Your glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. No wonder Peter talked about it in such words. The God of all grace. There's no way he could encompass everything that he meant, but he tried to gather it up. And I've tried today to help open your mind and cause you to realize that. In spite of your faults, in spite of all of your stumblings, grace is still there working, saying, come on, come on, help me, help me, help me work with you, help me work with you. Don't frustrate the grace of God. Don't, don't let it just go for naught. Let it operate. Let him let him do that inner healing right now. Let him just reach in there and give up. Let, let go of the hatred. Let go of the bitterness. Let go of the anger. Let go of the resentment. Whatever it is that inner man might want to hold on to, let go of it. Amen. Anybody want to come and join me here in this altar for a few moments in closing prayer? I need that kind of grace working in my life today. I need that kind of grace working in my life today. I need the healing hand of that grace operating in my life. A deeper healing. An inner healing. A healing of the spiritual man. A healing of the mind. A healing of the spirit. Oh Lord, let there be a healing that will result in a strengthening, Lord, a stability in my life. I don't want to be a a wishy-washy, unstable, Lord. I, I, I want my life to be solid. I want it to be rooted and grounded and firm, Lord, unshakable by whatever the world may throw at me, by whatever... Life may lob my way, unmovable, unshakable, because of the grace that is working in my life right now, working to heal, working to mend, working to restore, working to give me a future, working to give me a purpose, working to restore in my life. A direction that's been lost. <laughs> God, set me in that right direction today. Turn me in the right way, Lord. Heal, Lord. Heal that inner man today. Grace, work on me right now. Work on me right now. Work on me right now. Grace of God, work on my heart right now. Grace of God, wash out of me. All of those feelings and all of those thoughts and all of those things that I have held on to. Wash them out of me, Lord. Every root of it, Lord. I want every root of it taken out. I don't want one one vestige of it left in my life. I want healing. I want healing. I want my life to be free. I want my life to be whole. Oh, Hallelujah. God's grace, God's grace is greater, it's greater, it's greater, it's greater, it's greater, greater. greater than all my sins, hallelujah, 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 grace, the grace of God, the grace of God is working in this place right now, oh hallelujah. Reach over and take somebody by the hand or lay your hand on them if you're near them in the altar and pray with them right now. God, let your healing virtue flow in this building. Let your healing virtue flow in this building, Lord. Ah, grace that is greater than all my sins. God's grace Oh minister Lord in this place Minister Lord in this place In the name of Jesus In the name of Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, I feel the Lord right now. Pray with somebody near me. The Spirit of the Lord.